0: Hey, welcome to church today. My name is Andrew. I'm the lead pastor. I want to thank everybody for coming today. I want to thank everybody that's watching us on YouTube Live right now. Thank you for tuning in and staying connected to Passion Life Church. If you have not subscribed to YouTube Live, our YouTube Live channel, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Man, you'll get an email to remind you. Man, if you can't make it to church on Sunday, we're also coming out with original content for. Life groups, Uh, the first thing that's coming out in January, we are doing a daily video devotional. Uh, We've got several people from PLC that are going to do a five-minute devotional every morning for our 21-day prayer and fasting. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to set you up for an awesome uh, win uh, through the fast, all right? Um, Hey, I want to thank everybody that came on Friday and served to our worship night. real real, real quick, Shelley, what happened to you on friday? what What did you have for twenty years? Fibromyalgia. She's had migraines for twenty years. God healed her on Friday night. Come on, let's give God a praise. Come on. We still serve a God who heals, who does miracles. That fires me up. So, January, what is it? January. No, the next worship night. 21st? Anyway, we have another worship night in January that you need to be at, okay? We're going to end our fast with it. God is going to do things that night like he did for Shelly. I'm telling you, we still serve a God who has power, almighty power. He does miracles. He wants to heal. All right, we are in a series called Afterlife. This is actually part four. This is our last part of the series. I'm going to recap it really quick. Uh, Part one, man, we we just talk about how our lives matter. Every person's life matters, man. God created you with a purpose. He's got a plan for you. And so we want to inspire you to live, to be here tomorrow, amen? And so part two, we talked about, man, how, man, when we, we pass from this life into the next, we stand before Jesus and Jesus will fully investigate our lives. He will judge our lives with what he has given us. So the spouse and the family and the resources and the finances and the talent, we stand before Jesus and we get judged. And whatever has been invested in eternity uh, lasts through fire, right? And those are the rewards that we get in heaven, okay? And then last week we went to hell, amen? Come on smoked turkey legs in hell, right? We, we talked about smoked turkey legs. There's no smoked turkey legs in hell, okay? And and man, we talked about how hell is a real place. It's a literal place. Uh, we talked about how uh, only 5% of people uh, who, not, who do not believe in God actually believe in a literal hell. Uh, we talked about, man, hell is just more than just a place of physical torment, but it's also uh, man, mental anguish and physical anguish. It's filled with smoke and darkness, and it's a place that you wouldn't want your worst enemy to go. And so the whole reason was to inspire us to tell people about Jesus, okay? And then today, today we're going to talk about heaven, okay? We're going to talk about heaven uh, in part four. I want to encourage you, if you missed any of the parts, man, go online, either at our website or our YouTube page and, and, and watch uh, the past services. Um, why talk about heaven? Why, why talk about Heaven. The reason why we talk about heaven is because the hope of heaven inspires us to live for eternity. Listen, the hope of heaven brings life to all of Scripture. Think, think about this. When we know how it ends, right, Scripture's like, don't worry, don't be anxious, don't freak out. Like, like Those Scriptures come to life because we know how it ends. You, you ever watch a movie... Uh, for the second time, right, like, like a suspenseful movie, or, or, or maybe you're watching a a Netflix series, right, and you're in in ser- you're in part one of the series, and you're like getting nervous for the main character, but you remember, wait a minute, there's three more series, right, like, or, or you've already seen the movie before and you watch it the second time. What happens? You're relaxed because you know what happens, and and that's what heaven does for us. Like guys, we know how it ends, and so. If we have a bad day in the scope to, of, a, of eternity of a billion awesome days, do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, like You could have a bad day and still be like, oh, well, it's one bad day. Tomorrow's a new day. God's mercies are new. Every single morning, I get to spend a billion trillion days with Jesus. So because, because we know how it ends, come on, it, it inspires us to live for eternity. I'm going to do something that I rarely do and use notes today because I have a lot of scripture and um, I want scripture to do the heavy lifting today because I want you to see it in the Bible. I want you to see what heaven said, what what the Bible says about heaven. John 14, 1-6, we're going to jump right into it and this is Jesus. Jesus says, don't let your hearts be troubled. This is what I'm talking about. Jesus is like, don't let your hearts be troubled because you're going to know how it ends. And so he's talking to his disciples. He says this, trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. He's talking about heaven. If this were not so, would I have told you that I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And you know the way to where I am going. And I love this. He's talking to his disciples. And I used to be really bad at math, okay? Like I hated math, like algebra and ratios and and just hated it. And so I was always that kid, the dumb kid in class that always had the question, right? Like I'm like, I saw you do that on the board I have no idea what you're talking about, and so I was always apprehensive to be the one kid that raises his hand, right? To be like, I don't know what you're talking about, and I always felt relief when somebody else raised their hand and said, uh, "Teacher, I have no idea what you're talking about." In this passage, Thomas is the one, right? All the disciples are like, "Yeah, Jesus, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, we we know," and they're they don't know, right? And Thomas is finally like, "We have no clue." <laughs> we literally have no clue what you're talking about, Jesus. He he says, we have no idea where you're going, so how will we know the way? And then Jesus told him this, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. And this is Jesus giving us the security of eternity. He's like, look, man, if, if heaven wasn't real, I would tell you. If If the Father wasn't preparing to play, I would tell you. But man, it's real. Come on, and and man, I want you to have the security of eternity, to spend eternity with me. But you have to receive me. I am the only way. We talked about the narrow gate last week. Jesus is the only way to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? Come on, let's pray before we, we get into the rest of the passages today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this moment. God, I I just thank you that we don't get this moment back, Lord. And so we ask, Holy Spirit, you'd open our hearts, you'd open our minds to the realities of heaven, God. God, I thank you that you've placed us on this earth to make a difference. And so, God, I just pray, even this morning, that we would leave this place changed, that we would draw a little bit closer to you, God, that we'd have more understanding of, of our purpose on this world, and God, that we'd be inspired by heaven. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen and amen. Okay, uh, we're, we're going to be in 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4. And, and before we get into it, uh, this is Paul. So, so Paul, he, he actually gets stoned to death at, at one point in his life. And they literally thought he was dead because he was probably dead. Like most scholars believe that, that man, in this moment, Paul is dead. And he experiences this moment in 1 Corinthians Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 1 through 4. This is what Paul says. He says, this boasting will do no good, but I must go on. I will reluctantly tell about visions and revelations from the Lord. I was caught up to the third heaven 14 years ago. Whether I was in my body or out of my body, I don't know, only God knows. Yes, only God knows whether I was in my body or outside of my body. But I do know that I was caught up to paradise and heard things so astounding that they cannot be expressed in words, things no human is allowed to tell. Let's go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 2.9.2. Paul says this, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. And so Paul, and, and, and so this is, this kind of like, you know, we've been talking about this back and forth that Paul had. like, like He's like, oh, I want to be with Jesus. I want to be in heaven, but I know I need to be here. God's got a purpose here for me, right? And so now we see this struggle of why it was such a struggle because Paul actually saw paradise. He actually spent time in heaven. And so he's like, man, now I know what I'm missing, right? And so he's like, man, I really want to go there. And I love this. Paul's just like, there is no earthly words for what I saw. There's no earthly words for what I was hearing. And so Paul doesn't even try to describe. He doesn't, he's just like, man, it is just too wonderful for words. Many of you guys have heard this story. Some of you guys have not. Uh, my grandfather, uh, Stan, he uh, was a pastor in upstate New York for 50 years. He pastored the same. He founded uh, uh, Oak Orchard Assembly of God. He, he founded that church in upstate New York. Uh, him and my grandmother. And he pastored it for 50 years. I mean, he's my hero. I, I would love to aspire to be like him. And uh, he's 87 today. He's 87 today. He's still in ministry. Still, I, I'll tell you, I've never met anybody in my life who is closer to Jesus than him. I mean, he, he talks about Jesus, like, literally, he's his best friend. Like, He's like, me and Jesus, we went to the gas station today. And, like, I'm going to tell you, like, this guy, he will spend two hours in the gas station and talking to the clerks and leading them to Jesus. Like, he will know everything about the, I mean, this is the type of person he is. And so uh, many years ago, I don't know if it was, like, 12 or 13 years ago, uh, he had a heart attack, and he flatlined. And uh, he went to heaven. Uh, they don't know how long he he was he was dead for, but he talks about his experience in, in heaven, and um, he, he first says, he, he, he relates to Paul, and he says, it's just, the things that are happening in heaven, we have no earthly comparison, and, and one of the things he said, he says, nothing, everything is in its purest form, Okay? There's no shadows, there's no darkness, and so the colors are in their purest form. They have colors in heaven that we don't have here on earth. And uh, when, when, he, when he was in heaven, uh, one of the things that he said to me that is just so, like has always stuck with me, he said, the grass in heaven, he said, I could stare at the grass in heaven for all eternity and be completely happy. Like, like, that's how awesome heaven is. Like the grass. He's like, the grass is so beautiful, and it makes a musical note. He says, Everything in heaven makes music and it's in perfect unison. And he's like, it's just sounds that you've never heard. And so as he's standing there, as he's standing there, he sees a bunch of sheep in a field. And he says, When you're in heaven, you have a question. The Lord instantly answers that question. And, And so he's standing there, he sees all these sheep and He's like, Lord, why? What are all these sheep doing here? And uh, the Lord speaks to him, and he says, "The these people, these sheep represent the people that you've brought into my kingdom." And he, he talks about the New Jerusalem. He, he saw the New Jerusalem in heaven, and uh, man, he was just—he says it's—it's—it's it's, it's a feeling that you, there's no comparison here on earth. And he says there is this, this presence behind him. And it was, it was the purest form of love that you've ever experienced in your life. And this is what my grandfather says. He says if people could just experience how much God loves them, they would, com- they would be completely transformed forever. And he's like, this is what I felt. when Je-. He's like, it was Jesus behind me. And he's like, I wanted to turn around so bad. And he says, the Lord spoke to me. And he says, you're not done yet. he's like, all of a sudden, I felt electricity go through my body as they put the paddles on me, and I came back to life, and he says, I grabbed that doctor, and I said, don't you ever do that again. (laughs) (laughs) Because when you've been there, you don't want to come back, right? Like, it is so awesome uh, to be in heaven. And so what I want to do today, I just, I, I probably could have broke this out into two messages today, but... Um, I, I, just, I got five questions that I want to answer today about heaven to get us excited about heaven, to inspire us about heaven. Number one, will we know each other in heaven? I think it's a question that a lot of people have Will we know each other when we're in heaven. Matthew eight eleven, and I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. So, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, we're actually going to be able to get to sit down with them and talk with them. And and, and a side note there's food in heaven, right? Like there's a feast. Come on, yeah. No cap, the best food we've ever had in our life with no calories. Come on, somebody say, Amen. No counting calories anymore. I mean, we're, we're feasting. With, with, with these, these people that we've read about in the Bible. Like, like man, we can, man, we can have a conversation with Adam. Listen, ladies, you can personally go up to Eve and thank her for childbirth. Come on, somebody. I bet you that's a long line. <laughs> but, man, we'll, we'll, we'll know each other, right? We'll know each other as we are in. And let me show you some more, some more scriptures about this. 1 Thessalonians 2.19, after all, what gives us hope and joy and what will be our proud reward and crown, this is Paul talking, as we stand before the Lord Jesus when he returns, it is you. So Paul's saying to to the church at Thessalonica, he's saying, man, my reward is seeing you again in heaven. You know, what he's saying is that we will recognize you when we see in heaven. Man, we're going to rejoice at that reward. 1 Thessalonians 4.17, he says this, Then together with them. And what Paul's referencing here, he's referencing the people, our loved ones, that have gone before us. That's what he's referencing in this passage. We who are still alive and remain on earth will be caught up in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. Then we will be with the Lord forever. And so, if Jesus returns while we're here on earth... Right, we'll be we'll, we'll be caught up in the air with Jesus, but also our loved ones who loved Jesus and went before us. So it'll be like this reunion in the sky. Okay, it'll be like this reunion in the sky, referring to that we will know each other as we are known on Earth. All right, second question: What will I be like? Right, what will I be like? And and. I think in part one of the the, the series, we talked about how we get new bodies, okay? What will those new bodies be like? Hebrews 12, 23, You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God Himself who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteousness ones in heaven who have now been made, what? Perfect. Perfect. Come on. We are going to be made perfect, perfect. We're going to have perfect bodies. Man, if you've never had abs on earth, you're going to have abs in heaven. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Uh, Well, we're going to have perfect bodies, no longer counting calories or on diets or going to the gym. Man, we're going to have perfect bodies. We're going to have new bodies. No more groaning in the morning or tendonitis and arthritis. Come on. It's just we're going to have, we're going to be made perfect. All right, what's heaven like? What's heaven? What's heaven like? Well, there's a lot of worship in heaven. There's there's a lot of worship in, in, in heaven. I wanna I want I wanna read this in Revelation four, one through eight, and I want you to think about this. This is happening right now. Like, like, while we're here in this room, this is what's happening in heaven. And now this is John. Now, now, John went to heaven too. Jesus took John to heaven on the island of Patmos. And John actually tries to, to write what he sees, okay? He actually tries to write what he sees. This is what he writes. He says, then, then as I looked, I saw a door standing open in heaven. And the same voice I had heard before spoke to me like a trumpet blast. The voice said, come up here. And I will show you what must happen after this. And instantly I was in the spirit and I saw a throne in heaven and someone sitting on it. The one sitting on the throne was as brilliant as gemstones like Jasper and Carnelian. And the glow of the emerald circled his his throne like a rainbow. Twenty-four thrones surrounded him. Twenty-four elders sat on them. They were all clothed in white and had gold crowns on their heads. From the throne came flashes of lightning and the rumble of thunder. And in front of the throne were seven torches with burning flames. This is the sevenfold spirit of God. In front of the throne was a shiny sea of glass, sparkling like crystal. In the center and around the throne were four living beings, each covered with eyes, front and back, The first of these living beings was like a lion, the second was like an ox, the third had a human face, and the fourth was like an eagle in flight. Each of these living beings had six wings, and their wings were covered all all over with eyes, inside and out, day after day, night after night. They keep on saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who was always, who is, and who is still to come. Man, I'm telling you, some of you don't believe me, but this is going to be the best part of heaven. Being able to worship God face to face in all of his glory and all of his power being able to worship Him in the throne room of heaven, and 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 we read this, you know, we read about those creatures, right? Like, if you were creating a religion to get people to follow, you wouldn't put weird stuff like that. Like, one had a human face, by the way. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like, like, there's things that are unimaginable, things that are beyond. God says, "My my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than." Your ways. I'm telling you, the greatest thing that, man, we're going to be able to experience is to worship God face to face. All right, number four. Continuing about heaven. Heaven is a city. Paul says that we are citizens of heaven, right? We, we talked about that in, in, in the series before. Heaven is a city. I want to run through these scriptures. Hebrews 13, 14. For here we do not have an enduring city, but we are looking for the city that is to come. Heaven is a literal city. Hebrews eleven ten. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations, who architect and builder is God. Revelation. What is this? Revelation 21. So he took me in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city. So there's mountains in heaven. like, like, I think we, we have a weird, we have the tendency to have a weird um, illusion of what heaven is. Like, it's a bunch of, you know, fat, naked babies with wings, you know, shooting arrows and, you know, playing harps. And it's going to be super boring as we just lay on clouds all day long. Like, heaven is like perfect earth, right? Like, there's mountain ranges. Like, now we have, we're blessed to live in Colorado, right? We we can go, you know, drive five minutes, ten minutes and just see awesome wonders of the world like this is what man heaven is going to be even better than the mountains that we have in colorado where we just stand in awe at their majesty come on man there's mountains in heaven there's man heaven is a city descending out of heaven from god it shone with the glory of god and sparkled like a precious stone like jasper as clear as crystal The city wall was broad and high with 12 gates guarded by 12 angels and the names of the 12 tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There were three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had 12 foundation stones and on them they were written the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. Let's skip down to verse 18. The wall was made of jasper and the city was pure gold, as clear as as glass. And so the, the gold is so pure that it's translucent. The the gold is so pure that you can actually see through it. Verse 21, the 12 gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl. I mean, think, think about how beautiful a pearl is. Like the gates are made of one massive pearl. And the main street, so there's a main street in heaven, was pure gold as clear as glass. Let's skip verse 22 and 24, I saw no temple in the city for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple and the city has no need for a sun or a moon for the glory of God illuminates the city and the Lamb in its light. The nations will walk in its light and the kings of the world will enter the city in all their glory. So There's no need for sun. Like like God illuminates all of heaven. Everything is pure. There's no shadow. There's no darkness. God illuminates all of heaven. Let's go to Revelation 22, 1 through 6. Then the angel showed me a river with the water of life. Come on, there's rivers in heaven. There's mountains. There's, There's rivers. It was clear as crystal flowing from the throne of God. And of the Lamb. It flowed down the center of the main street. On each side of the river grew a tree of life, bearing twelve crops of fruit with a fresh crop each month. The leaves were used for medicine to heal the nations. And so there's there's trees in heaven, right? That produce fruit every single month, probably fruit we've never tasted here on earth. Come on, man. There's there's trees in heaven, there's rivers, there's mountains in heaven. Heaven is a a city. And it's more wonderful than we can possibly imagine. Are you fired up about going to heaven yet? Come on. Number five. Heaven is is not our final destination. Heaven is not our final destination. Revelation 21, 1 through 7 Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the old heaven and the old earth had disappeared and the sea was also gone. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud shout from the throne saying, look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them. And they will be his people. God himself will be with them. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things will be gone forever. And the one sitting on the throne said, Look, I am making everything new. And then he said to me, Write this down for what I tell you is trustworthy and true. And he also said, it is finished. Come on, it is finished. I am the alpha, I am the omega, I am the beginning and the end. To all who are thirsty, I will give freely from the spring of the water of life. All who are victorious will inherit all these blessings and I will be their God and they will be my children. So this was the actual original design. For God's people. Like he's just what he's doing is he's taking us back to the Garden of Eden. He's taking us back to paradise. He's making all things new. And this time this time God will be amongst us himself. He will be walking and talk. We saw this in the Garden of Eden where, where God would come down in the cool of the day and he would walk and he would personally talk with Adam and Eve. Like that is the desire of God. God with us. He wants to be with us. And so he's going to create everything new. He's going to create a new heaven, and he's going to create this perfect earth that we can live together with God for all eternity. I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me. Amen? last passage that I want us to to focus on and, and read this morning is Revelation 22, 20 through 21. These are actually the last words in the Bible. He who is the faithful witness to all these things says, yes, I'm coming soon. This is Jesus. Amen, come Lord Jesus. May the grace of the Lord Jesus be with God's holy people. The early church, this is what they believed. They believed these words of Jesus that he was coming soon. And so they were were inspired by jesus coming soon there, there was many of these people in the early church that they actually watched jesus ascend into heaven and they were in this upper room when the holy spirit came and, and anointed them with the power of the holy spirit and and then and then peter got up and he preaches this this message that that is meant thousands of people get saved from this this message peter right peter who who denied christ three times in 24 hours Peter, the fisherman, who, who after Jesus was dead, went back to his, his old job because he thought it was over. This Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, speaks this inspiring word, man, that God's Spirit will pour out on all flesh. We are living in these days, and what has happened to us is we, we, we've kind of gotten removed from that thought that Jesus could come soon. That Jesus could come right now in the last worship song. And 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 when we've lost, we've lost that inspiration. I, I mentioned this last week a little bit, but I want to talk about it as we close out today. I don't know if you know this, but all of the Bible translators in the whole world have come together. It's the first time in history that this has ever happened. They've all come together. And what they've said is that we're just gonna pull all of our resources. We're gonna pull all of our talent. And what we wanna do is we wanna go and find all of these tribes in the Amazon jungle, in China. We wanna find all of these tribes and we wanna translate their, whatever their tribal language is, we wanna translate it, the Bible into their language. And man, we've been seeing this happen whole tribes are getting saved. Every single person in the tribe is getting saved. And what they've said, what, what they've said is they're about eight to ten years away from reaching everybody. And because of technology, right, the internet, the power of the internet, everybody is going to hear the gospel. And that's one of the things that Jesus says, hey, when everybody's heard, get ready, because I'm coming soon. And so, and, and again, I've talked about this before. We, we, many of us lived in a generation where this was a weekly thing, right? And it gave us anxiety, right? Like, it gave us hell anxiety or anxiety that Jesus was going to come and we were going to miss out, right? Like, and all of that. We need to get back to a place where we have a balanced life, right? But it's a reality that Jesus could come soon and will you be ready, will the people in your life be ready to be caught up in the air with Jesus? Because when he returns, he's going to be returning on a horse with a tattoo on his leg. So I don't know if you those think tattoos are, are, Jesus is going to have a tattoo, King of Kings, Lord and Lords on his thigh. Look it up. And he's going to come back in all his glory for us. And that's an awesome image. And it's an awesome image to, to imagine heaven and being there. But, but and we, we, we can't get stuck in heaven, right? We, we can't just get stuck there. Because we're here on earth. God's got a purpose. He's got a plan for our lives while we're here. And, we, and then the whole mission is that we would take as many people to heaven with us as possible. And that we would have a sense of urgency people's lives. We would have a sense of urgency in our workplaces, in our sphere of influence, at our gyms, and our family members. The hope of heaven should wake us up every morning with the inspiration and the urgency to pray for the lost. Come on, let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Maybe you'd say today, Pastor, I've never said yes to Jesus. Or, man, I'm not sure if I would go to heaven today if Jesus returned in the last worship song. Or maybe you've drifted from the truth, and, and man, you just, you want to make a recommitment to Christ today. That you're going to follow him. Because you don't want to miss out on heaven. You don't want to miss out on the return of Jesus. Again, every head bowed, every eyes closed. If that's you, just slip up a hand. I just want to pray with you today. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can put your hands down. Thank you, Jesus. And I would just ask this morning that we'd all repeat this prayer as we help those making the greatest decision of their life today. Dear Jesus, I thank you for what you did on the cross. And I ask this morning that you would forgive me of all my sin, that you would come into my life and be my Lord and King, and from this day forward, I will follow you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Come on, let's give them a hand clap today. Heaven is rejoicing. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet, if you can, for one last worship song and one last prayer. During this time, I want to open up this portion of the room. It's called an altar. If you want to just come and pray by yourself or worship by yourself, you can. Man, our prayer partners are on deck. Man, they Man, this is where we invite the power and the presence of God into our situation, okay? So I wanna encourage you, man, get prayer today. No matter what you're going through, we wanna journey with you. Again, we did this last week, and I wanna do it again, okay? I wanna do it again. Right now, I want you to think about a person, if they were to die today, wouldn't, they wouldn't make it to heaven. If Jesus were to return They wouldn't make it to heaven. And I want us to lift our hands up again. As we think about that person, God, you see that person in our mind. God, we know that you're your kids, Lord, and you love them more than we love them. And so, God, I just... We just give you that person that's in our mind right now, God. God, I pray that you would inspire us. God, you would give us the words to say to that person that needs you, God. God, we just claim their life right now in the Lamb's book of life. Right now, in Jesus' name, we bind and rebuke Satan away from their life, God. And we claim their life for you, Lord. In Jesus' name. God, help us to live inspired by heaven, Lord. God, help us to live with a sense of urgency to share your light, to share your gospel, to share your love, to share your grace with hurting and broken people that is in this world. Jesus, we love you. We glorify you. In Jesus' name.